what origin says to me is that everyone's different, right? Everyone has a different history, background, current living situation, and future goal. So to think that there's a singular way of getting there where it's a cookie cutter where we all have to kind of do the same thing doesn't really make sense. And so given that we aren't all going to be on the straight line, I had to really think about, well, then what is going to work for me? All right. Welcome back to another episode with one of our members, one of the first members at Origin here, Roberto Zamora. Welcome, man. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me, Dario. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. First time on a podcast. First time on a podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts, so yeah. I'm very uh, anxious and excited cool. to, to do this. So the reason why I wanted to have you on here is because not only to share the things that you've done, how you've incorporated health and fitness to become happier and healthier, but you are... You're a great parallel for all the things that led up to this physical location that we have the pleasure and honor of coming to every day. Um, Roberto was my assistant manager when I was a young, dumb, 20-year-old banker at Bank of America at the flagship branch, APG and Indian San Mateo. So we go back... Like 10 years? Uh, yeah, coming up on it. It definitely was uh, eight, or, eight or nine years, I think. we got to do something for our anniversary. There we go. We'll celebrate, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's really seen the evolution of where this started. Um, at B of A, actually, I started working with a trainer for the first time. I went to a group fitness class with Ben and Renee and Vicky and all of them. Mm-hmm. They, they brought me to one, and that's where I realized, like, oh, people exchange money for this, and this is a real career. So actually, that is really, really, really where it started when I was a maker there. That planted, planted the seed? Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. So we go back um, to more recently, before I opened the gym, the month before I opened the gym, personal training. Before that, he was coming to my boot camps when I was subleasing from another gym. And he's really just seen everything. And you've made amazing changes, losing... 50 pounds, losing 8 pounds more recently over the last year or so? Yeah, 8 pounds over the past year, but but more importantly for me, it's been losing inches. Yeah. So though the scale necessarily hasn't tweaked a whole lot, I'm down 3 to 4 inches in my waist. That's great. God knows how much in my neck in terms of my old work shirts and dress shirts that don't fit me anymore. Uh, so I've definitely had to have upgraded my wardrobe over the past, you know, however long... It's been seven, eight months yeah. that Origin's been March seven. Yeah, that's so. a great problem to have. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. You just, you know, it wasn't always easy, and it wasn't a a perfect line to where we're at today. There was a lot of ups and downs, and that was a it was an ugly looking graph at times for you. But you've you figured it out, man. And more important than the inches and the pounds is that you're you're happy, and you found a place where you have a good sense of balance um, that makes you happy. Not a balance that you see other people do and you want to be like them, but you've really had to dig deep, do a lot of personal development, and figure out how to do this whole health and fitness, wellness, mindfulness thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the, the biggest thing is really what Origin says to me is that everyone's different, right? Everyone has a different history, background, current living situation and future goal so to think that there's a singular way of getting there where it's a cookie cutter where we all have to kind of do the same thing doesn't really make sense and so given that we aren't all going to be on the straight line i had to really think about well then what is going to work for me you know is it jumping right into going to the gym four or five days a week and you know making sure to to do that or for me personally maybe easing a little bit more into it to put myself in a situation where I can take those steps to success. Um, That's great self-awareness. It is. And you've done a good job at, and I, I want to start making this a little bit more clear to people. This is a good place to start, but it's going to happen more and more. You got to go educate yourself, right? We have this amazing tool called Google, right? Yep. <laughs> and as much as we can provide here, 
it doesn't really become your own process until you start trying and researching and maybe even challenging some of the things that we're doing here. Asking questions, you're always bringing new things to the table about what do you think about this? What do you think about me doing this race? And then we vet it through a good conversation of, like, what, I don't know, what do you think about this race? Why are you doing it? How does it align with what you want to do in your personal life, your career, which is really important to you? Um, and you're just the, the shining example of someone who's moving forward in these three facets of fitness, personal, and career which is a lot of what we're, we're working with here, right? So, yep. you know, really simple question. How? <laughs> <laughs> how do you do this? That's why I want to have guests because you guys are in the trenches yeah. making these changes. Yeah. So, so I would say for me, the thing that I was able to reflect on historically and try to understand what I need to do to go forward is accountability. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what that accountability is. So whether it was us first starting off more recently and having just our one-on-one personal training sessions where I had to go to you at a certain <laughs> day and week, which is very difficult for, for me to commit to. Right. Um, some may say I have commitment issues. Um, but um, so, so there's a little bit of that. But to furthermore that accountability, you know, uh, starting to go to you and starting with Origin, you know, people started to actually notice a change in my body, my demeanor, the, the energy level and things like that, that I was bringing to work. And a lot of them were asking, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I started explaining, just, just talking about it. I wasn't selling anyone. I wasn't, you know, trying to get anyone to join. I just started talking about you and my experience here. And it resonated with a lot of people sure. so much so that you've seen, you know, some people have, have joined, um, through that. Some from- is a modest <laughs> word, sir. Like it's like eight. Okay, eight. there we go. <laughs> it's something like eight. Yeah. Um, so thank you. You're, you're welcome. But honestly, like I said, it, it, whether it's, it, I wasn't selling, I was just talking about it and, you know, yeah. people tried it out and, and they have their own, their own experience. But that in and of itself created unknowingly to me accountability at my job. So all of a sudden, I'm, I was, I'm the only one that I know coming here. And the next thing I know, people are asking me at work, hey, are you going tomorrow morning? Are you going tonight? Which class? And if I say yes... Well, guess, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint anyone or be that, Hey, what happened? I missed you at the gym, you know, uh, yesterday you said you were going to go, but you didn't. Um, so that created this just sort of natural accountability. And then as some of the listeners may know, but they'll know now my roommate who I also work with got him to join. Actually, I got both of my roommates to, to join. And the next thing I know, I'm going at, I'm I'm at home and I'm hearing about origin and who's going to what class and you're going to wake up early and go with me in the night, you know, the five 30 class and. I am not a morning person. I was going to say, we need to stop right there. Yeah. Because the first class that you went to with me, the the Fit to Win boot camps were at like 7.30 p.m. or 8 p.m. Because it was when I got home from yep. Mountain View or Los Altos, changed, the classes finished where I was leasing, and I was able to go do my thing basically after hours. So it was either... Mm-hmm. It was a really late hour. I'm oh, I loved sure. it. It was 10 a.m. on Sundays, yeah. 7.30 p.m. on Wednesdays. It was 7.30, right? And ass crack of dawn, Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. So I went to Sunday morning and Wednesday night. Uh, so the fact that you've, you're there in the mornings, it still is an absolutely mind-blowing thing for me to see. And yeah. I think it's, uh, it's representative of all the other changes you've made. I, I think so. I mean, the, like I said, the accountability and you know me telling my roommate... Yep, I'm going tomorrow morning. I cannot hit snooze. Shout out and to Joe. Shout out to Joe, the robot. The robot. Um, yeah, so so that, again, unknowingly to me, but using that as just whatever fuel and motivation. And, and just, I mean, it kind of, you can broadly say, is surrounding yourself with people who can help you get to your goal. I mean, that's the generic term that you could say, but if you want to know specifically for me, obviously not everyone can convince their roommate or their partner, right. unless you're Chris and Gerilyn, um, right. to come and commit to this goal. But surrounding yourself with whatever that environment is to help you achieve what you're looking to do, I think is, to me, has been key for me. Other people are self-motivated enough that they don't need right. that encouragement. They just need the venue or the situation, more power to them. For me, I like to do things with people that I enjoy spending time with, uh, and, and that's what I do. So you've not only made the change for yourself, but you've shifted two cultures, the two people that you live with and then the work culture, which Silicon Valley, 
2018, it's not a very healthy culture at most workplaces. Mm -hmm. There are sugary goods all over the place. There are any excuse for a party. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard. The break room is a challenging place. The workplace is a challenging place. It's high stress. It costs a lot of money to live here. You got to do a lot of work and you got to hustle. So sometimes health gets put on the back burner. So you've shifted two cultures. As someone whose job it is to shift a culture, it's hard as hell to do that. It is. Um, like I'm, I'm still figuring it out. Right? How did you do that? Like how did you move people? So our goal here with this podcast is to get people from thinking to doing. You did it mm-hmm. to like a dozen or more people. How? How? Um. How could I? How can I explain that? It's so not for, an easy so answer. Me, no, yeah, it's not an easy answer. For sure. So for for me, it's one understanding yourself. So the past couple of years, I've done a lot of introspective thinking because how else do you kind of understand what's going to work for you to change whatever it is if you don't start to actually internally reflect. Mm. On on top of that, it's just it's just embracing. I guess you can say progress, um, or you know, kind of embracing the process to steal a Philly term, right? Um, it, because it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think it's a switch you can just flip, but it's it's different than that. You really have to kind of build build upon it and just believe it in yourself. And again, but I think the biggest thing is understanding what will work for you. Because, you know, the, the other thing that I really love about here is like, you know, you've got people powerlifting, you've got yeah. people who are just doing all sorts of different, uh, you know, different things and maybe learn a little bit from them, but just focus on what it is for you. You know, I, I think when I first came here, you know, you asked me what, what my goals were and, you know, it took me some time to figure that out, but, you know, it was the race. Yeah. So, so for all the listeners out there, I do the Giants race every year. Some years I run it pretty quick some years um, I'm struggling to finish on it and there was one year where I actually slept right through it and didn't do it so I don't um, know if I knew that yeah yeah so <laughs> um, uh, Jose who used to work out here yeah. he he gave me crap for years because he told me wow. I'm not allowed to wear the shirt of that race because I didn't technically run it but that's neither here nor there that is the, awesome the thing is that's you know, so I, I told you the goal I wanted is I wanted to run that race faster than ever before and and I did you know, it was, I completely crushed my, my best personal time. I, despite, despite twisting my ankle pretty bad on the second mile of six because someone cut in front of me. Uh, and yet throughout all of that, I got through it. I, you know, I thought about all the hard work and the training and all those sort of things. And it, you know, accomplishing that goal was a great feeling, even with everything that, that happened. And it really kind of showed me, you know, I could, what, you know, the whole, Typical term, hey, whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. Yep. But it's a matter of figuring out what that is. Um, and so for everyone out there, I think it's just a matter of thinking about really what it is that you want. You're great at putting together a game plan to to get them there. And not even just about fitness. I mean, it's a lot of just like work-life balance. I mean, mm-hmm. half of the benefit I feel like that this place has brought to my life is creating a constraint in making sure I don't constantly stay a workaholic. Yeah, you know you've got the classes. I think they're at great times because the morning ones are early enough where you can do it and still get to work, you know, on time or early. You know, the later evening classes is great. Noon is great if you've got some, you know, a few days off here or there, trying to fit something in. So it's you know Saturday. I love Saturday mornings because I was like that's four hours later than normal. Yeah, you know, like like, it's a good it's a good time. I I think think so. Nine nine thirty. It seems to always be sunny on Saturday for some reason. Like we always get sunshine on Saturday, and it's a good vibe. Yeah. So nice. So you you mentioned figuring out what worked for you, right? And again, that's probably value number one here. If there's if if we were to really articulate those. And you've only done that by, quite frankly, failing pretty miserably a bunch of times. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sleeping through races. Sleeping through races. The days yeah. when I used to work out at 24-Hour Fitness in San Mateo and Redwood City, and I would see you on the treadmill for an hour mm-hmm. just doing that, and you were withering away. And you know we would you know we would always hang out and talk because I would do my my bodybuilding 40 minutes of treadmill and stuff like that. But I've seen 
you try all these different things mm-hmm. where the boot camp was a little bit too high intensity for you. In the beginning. Yeah. In the beginning, you know, I, I, I almost, I, I literally passed out the first class. I don't know if you remember that. I was laying on the floor in the office. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I've definitely, you know, my... You tried and failed. My, exactly. And I think for me that, that's been helpful because it's, it's helped me realize, one, what works, what doesn't, what piques my interest, what, what is something that I want to keep doing, what is something I absolutely don't want to do. Right. Um, along the way, though, luckily you kind of being my little... Uh, guardian angel, whatever you are, kind of, because <laughs> you were Cricket. kind of, yeah, Jimmy Cricket. You kind of just always were around, you know. And you all know, I do is been, nudge. I just it, nudge based on what I know you already, you're already thinking. Yeah, I, kinda, I mean, because because for me, I mean, I've talked to people before who are like, oh, like I love boot camp. Someone yelling at you like you're in some sort of military boot camp. I was like, I, I don't want that. I'm, no. I'm, a, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit softer. I need a little bit more, you know positive kind of uh, way about doing in you know one of my favorite lines i guess from from what you've said before in the past is like back then you said it a lot it was like failure is okay like in terms of not being able to finish a a saturday i mean as long as you're pushing yourself that's really at the end of the day that all that matters right but i think piecing together all of those experiences and then in this environment of now completely tailored customized workouts towards the goal for me that is even ever changing that we're able to re um, calibrate right. is is helpful. So, um, I mean, I guess you can say fifty percent of it was me, and fifty percent of it is luck in you. I don't know, I, but I'm down to take one percent. I, I don't <laughs> no. care to be honest. As long as you we know, get to where you want to be, it's definitely more than one percent. Because <laughs> for as many people as as who have maybe started to come here because of me, or there's three times more who know you by name who have never met you, because I'm either talking about you or I'm <laughs> posting about you or they just ask what's going on, you know. So, um, no, there's definitely more than 1%. And to reiterate, after all these trials and, and failures and the ups and downs, 50 pounds over eight years. Oh, I, no, I'd say four. Four years. Yeah, no, I've known you for eight years. But it's really... Yeah, I mean, we really went... When you had your, your boot camp uh, up the road, uh, I was about you know, 230 um, and now I'm 180. You know, there may have been times where I was less than 180. Yeah. Uh, you know, those those cardio days, five days a week of right. an hour on there. But, you know, I, I probably couldn't lift up a third of what I can lift now. Um, yeah, no. So that there was that first shock. And again, it's that whole process. So there was that first shock of where I kind of lost, I think, 30-ish in the peak of the uh, old fit to win uh, days. Yeah. And kind of hovered around there for a while. You know, I moved away, so really couldn't keep up with that place. Or moved just a few cities up. And coming back here, it was, you know, kind of the next 10 or 20. But again, more muscle and inches and yeah. things like that, which is... Recomposition is a word I learned here. Because I, I was yeah. weighing myself every week, and I'm like, I'm working out three, four times, and the scale's not changing, but my clothes are looser. i got to buy new clothes. The scale is never going to be able to tell you the story of... Roberto, because the personal, I'm looking at my notes, the personal development, like we would, we couldn't have this conversation four years ago. No. You know, no. it would, it wouldn't work. Like you were not in a place, you know, nor was I, but you were not in a place where you were so confident to be quite frank with you, you know, like just the, the amount of confidence you exude and your ability to inspire people to go do their best is incredible. So, again, let's reiterate that. 50 pounds over four years. That's 12-something pounds a year. Most people are shooting for the 30 and 30 thing. 30 pounds, 30 days. Or, you know, I want to lose 100. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. But, you know, if you look back in a year and you lost 50, would you be happy? I think you'd be pretty damn happy, mm-hmm. you know, if you lost 30 pounds in a year, pretty happy with that. 30 pounds year one, 15 year two, but you got stronger. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool, right? So if if people take anything away from your story, your journey, it's been a slow burn. It's been <laughs> a slow burn, it, yeah. right? Yep. A slowly refining 
you know, the, the mental game, the physical game and figuring out what you like. Like you still like to run a little bit. Mm -hmm. Cool. We'll do that. However, like who knew you can back squat 250 pounds right. when we were doing, you know, sets of like 95 pounds at the boot camp because that's all there, there was, you know, it was, yeah. you got to do it fast and get in, get out. Time. Yeah. Thing. We yep. didn't have to ref time to refine it. And you've really taken that attitude of refinement into the workplace, personal development, your relationships outside of work, and especially here, fine tuning what your workouts need to look like week over week to keep you interested mm -hmm. is that's really important. I think so. What else has, has been a challenge for you? Like, where were some of the trials and tribulations that you went through along the way? Um, soreness, I would probably <laughs> say for me. I, I didn't see this coming. Yeah, right, so, soreness has been kind of one of those things where it just, uh, for me, it's like, what am I doing wrong? There's something wrong. Like I should not be this sore for this many days afterwards. Um, I have a feeling this is going to resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, this it, is going to be may. the thing that it, people it, bring up to it, me on this it episode. It may, but. because I just, I didn't realize you could feel sore in places that I didn't even know there were muscles. Like, it just was very interesting in the beginning. Um, so, so I would say the, the soreness. But the interesting thing is, again, it's just that, assessing learning you know there's 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 google there's instagram there's you there's people like everyone's got their own interpretation opinion on how to combat it how to right. deal with it after the fact and and all that was really true right. oh like stretching is super important warming up is super important uh there's a period of time i sort of fell off a little bit but yoga i started doing yoga once a week that was a shocker to me that was i couldn't it was, believe it, it was a shocker to, yoga. it was a shocker to me too and you know, I felt the difference. I mean, the the flexibility started just just once a week, not even every week, maybe three out of the four weeks of a month. But it that that along with this is going to sound funny, maybe to some, consistently working out, the soreness went down. Like, and I don't, you know, I guess it kind of makes sense. Like, okay, the muscles are continuing to be used, so therefore they're not adaptation. Like, uh, adaptation. So. Right. That's a good word. Um, <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah, so, Just like anything else. So right? it, it basically added a certain level of like, hey, if you keep it up, you won't, you won't be as sore because you're kind of keeping it going. So feeling sore is not good. Right. So how else to, to do that? But yeah, so the stretching, the yoga, and all of that helped combat what was definitely a deterrent of really being able to you know like let's do this four or five days a week because right. i'd see you monday night and i i wouldn't be sore until about thursday or friday I'm like well i gotta see him again in a couple of days so i'm just gonna go ahead and take it easy you know but that consistency of kind of just keeping it going it kind of just started to dissipate nice. so i mean think about someone who plays a sport if they practice two days a week mm -hmm. compared to someone who's doing that five days a week the difference is potentially someone who maybe played little league baseball versus someone who was able to maybe play college, right? right? And that's a huge gap right there. And you're playing in the pros of balance of fitness and health and the real life stuff that I want to talk to people about here mm -hmm. because I, I'm not interested in working with high level athletes that are robots. They're only doing fitness. Like that's boring and I'm not your, your coach. Mm -hmm. if, if that's you, I'm not the best coach for that. Mm -hmm. um, if you're someone who's works at First Republic and also has interests outside of the gym, but understands the value of this here. Okay, now we're talking. Mm -hmm. like this is, you are the model citizen <laughs> for what we wanted to work with here, right? Um, so talk about how else the confidence. I'm, I'm going to go back to that word because I've seen it. Like who you were as my assistant manager, same good person. Like you are always super willing to help. And I think you're still very super willing to help. That's why you brought people here. You want to help them. You want to see them do well. But for lack of better words, and as the kids say, the swag that you have now, <laughs> like when I'm looking at you, the haircut, like the, you know, those type of things, yeah. like the self-worth has increased a lot. Yeah. Like, wh where else are you feeling those, those gains and that improvement? Um, as I stroke my hair, which you guys can't see. Um, where you else? the scruffiest <laughs> hair 
suits at Bank of America. Let's now let's you not come go there. Let's not go there. Looking like you're ready to be like on the cover of hey, J. Crew or whatever. That's that other fifty percent that you could. I'm just trying to keep up with you. Um, no, I mean for for me, I mean the the confidence it. It's come in sort of, I guess, multiple waves, you can say. But for for me, I mean, everyone always says like, okay, yeah, I'm you know, working out, I'm going to feel better, and and it's true. Like, I just feel more confident and more secure in my clothes. Now, yeah. part of that has to do with also me having to get new clothes because Amen. you know I had to, you know, you made me get rid of all of my old, you know, my, my fat pants because I was such a yo-yo over time. Was like, and do. I'm also a cheapskate and a hoarder. <laughs> That I was like, no, I'm going to keep those because, you know, I may grow back into those if I, you know, if the stock market goes up and my weight goes up along with it. You know what that um, is? So that's a shift from fixed to growth mindset. Sure. Right? Because you were fixed yeah. before. You thought you were one way. You thought you were the yo-yo guy. Yeah. Now you've shifted to where you basically, I don't know, you might, you could think you could do anything, right? Anything that I put on your true coach workout you approach with an attitude of, I might have questions, but if yeah. I work at it over time, I can do it. Exactly. And that's yeah. kind of what I've, what I've seen now. It's like... Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's definitely... You really have to put a lot of the, the, the thank you and, or not blame. What's the obvious? Not, uh, you know, explanation for, for, for you. Because again, you leading me to, okay, oh, I don't think I can do that. Okay, try this. And I'm going to do that for a few weeks. And then I'm going to go back and try to do that thing that you thought I could do, but I really couldn't do it. But now I can do it. Yep. So um, that in and of itself, that level of encouragement creates confidence. Right. Because it's not as though I'm going to go run in the corner and cry because I couldn't do something because I quote unquote failed. Right. It was, no, I just needed to do a little bit more, a little bit less to eventually get us to the, to that point. So that type of coaching or encouragement or whatever you want to call it creates confidence right i know how to do that create confidence in people at work i've trained people for years you know this we've known each other for a long time right i spent most of my career taking care of clients or coaching and training people at work so i i know how to do that there doing that for myself in fitness not so much so it only makes sense that you doing that to me creates that confidence, just like the confidence I want to instill in people in their career. Um, so it's really just, again, who you surround yourself by. You know, confidence confidence is everything for sure, but who you surround yourself to help build up that confidence is hmm. probably more important than anything. Have you had to... Uh, make some changes of who you surrounded yourself by or was that did I, I think, it filter itself through your new attitude like what's I think it just sort of happened honestly naturally right I mean um, so you know if you think about the people people at work so for those of you who don't know people at work we're, we're like a family yeah. like the, the the company culture for the company they work for shout out to First Republic Bank they preach you know the the culture is is really everything yeah. you know if you're happy at work they essentially assume that you're going to be a happier person you're going to take care, better care of the clients the clients are going to see that want to do more with us and that's that cycle so that culture culture is the the, the biggest thing yeah um and you sort of just naturally I guess gravitate towards people you know to be in a culture in which you want to be in i mean there's definitely in periods of times when, when we weren't working out together that I was in a different culture and it wasn't necessarily the most advantageous for my health. Yeah. Um, but again, riding the ship and keeping myself on track once you kind of get to that point really will sort of help you naturally get into the right culture. And who's to say, I mean, you know, we're all still relatively young here. It's probably not going to be the only culture I'm going to be a part of right. or coming here, but it's taking a piece from each culture. Because for me... I'm always wanting to learn as far back as I can, as, as I can think of wanting to just take little bits and pieces about things and just having that add on to being whatever it is that I'm, what I'm doing. Um, and if this is just one big major component of it, just like your, the, the old boot camp, I mean, there was a lot of things I learned from there that are still ingrained in the back of my head that, you know, I probably was applying not fully because I kind of, you know, maybe that was 
we were talking the other day about uh, equating this to school, right? Maybe yeah. that was undergrad yeah. for me because I never lifted a bar prior yeah. to that. You know, I never knew what high hit was, you yeah. know, and uh, I also never knew what it was like to do a workout and you were that person's timer. That was awesome, right? When you had, you know, I was doing wall balls for as long as it took my partner to to go bike 20 calories, that level of competition or whatever it is. So like, you know, I can do that now if I wanted to go to the gym. Hey, you want to try something different? Do this until I'm done doing that as opposed to doing something for for arbitrary minute or two. Right. I don't know. All those little things, as long as you're learning, you're constantly learning, you learn something new every day, whether it's for your career, fitness, general knowledge, that's... That in of itself is a culture. I like that. And I want to keep going there. I want to funnel this now. So um, man, there are so many people here that want to make the change that you made, right? And not to say you're complete and done, like we barely scratched the surface. I think there's a mm-hmm. lot more in what you can do, what anybody can do. What I can do, I feel like I've only done maybe five percent. Maybe five percent of what I'm gonna do. In this industry, I look at other people the same way. I have the utmost confidence in even someone I just met in their ability to do this because I think it's simpler than most people think. But something that gets in the way in 2018 is drawing that line with your employer. Hmm. And, you know, it's stopping a lot of people. I can't get off in time to get to the workouts. What is. From me looking from the outside in, it's like, what is really that important at work that's taking priority over your health, happiness, and well-being? You've done a really good job of, I don't know if it's setting expectations, boundaries, or just simply making everybody at your work join the gym. Yeah, no, that, that, that <laughs> like, helps. But, but yeah. how do you, like someone that's struggling to just get off in time and, and finish their yeah. work get out of here by, or get out of there by 4.30 to make it by 5. Mm-hmm. How does, I'm a little out of touch with that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's, How did that they, definitely is, a, I can imagine that being a very difficult one. I, just to be very, like, I guess, personal, have a little bit more flexibility, and I know, you know, there's probably countless other people who, who don't, right? right? So I can, I can bring my work home with me and, and finish or catch up or go in on weekends. So, so there's some... There's a little bit more autonomy for, for me. Okay. And I understand everyone's not like that. But going back to what we were talking about earlier of everyone is different, right? So not everyone can have that same flexibility with their work. You might, might not be able to take your work home to, to, to finish. Is self-reflect and think about there's, there's got to be a way to, to fit it in, right? It's, you're not asking for every single day spending an hour plus here, right? We're talking four Days a week, right. I guess, would be ideal, right? Three, and then maybe you can squeeze in a fourth elsewhere if, again, the schedule here doesn't work out or you can be a crazy freak robot like Joe and go five days a week. Okay, so those are the three options. Um, it's, you know, carving out and figuring out figuring out the time. If it's mornings, mornings suck. Trust me, I know mornings suck. But there are weeks, I mean, you see me, I don't come consistently every week. Right. There are some weeks I'm doing all evenings. There are some weeks I'm doing all mornings. There are some weeks I'm doing... A mixture of mornings and evenings. There's some weeks there was a good stretch of time in which I was doing every Saturday workout at 24-hour fitness because yeah. I was nowhere near the peninsula on Saturdays, and but I still wanted to get in that workout. So there's you know other ways around fine-tuning what it is that'll work for you, whether it's weekly, monthly, or you know what, think about your career in that company and you know maybe maybe try to find another job that's more flexible that's yeah. got. I don't know, different benefits, health benefits. I mean, there's something to be said about, you know, a job or a company who doesn't care about your well, your physical, mental Man. well-being. They're going to, you know, you see those memes all the time that say, like, you're working how many hours for a job that will replace you, you know, if you like drop dead that. tomorrow, like that. like that. So, you know, if you're, like, how sustainable really is that? And that's the other thing is sustainability. I mean, for, for me, this has been great. I feel like I'm probably learning more than the, the benefit of being here. I'm learning more. That's going to be something I'm going to be a lifelong lesson that you really can't put a dollar amount or a time amount measure to mm-hmm. on top of the actual confidence and gains that I'm getting. Right. I mean, that's just, that's the cherry on top. But 
I would say, I mean, there's just think about it. You have your great introduction when you, you know, you meet with a prospective new uh, member to look at their life. What can they add? What can they remove? All of those are things that we should always be doing, not just on day one. They should be doing that on day 30, day 90, constantly self-reflecting and thinking about how can I do this? Or maybe it's just twice a week. Maybe that's all you can, you can get. And if you weren't doing anything before, I mean, twice, I can imagine two days a week, even with you, if I wasn't doing absolutely zero, you're going to see gains anyways. So, so, you know, I don't know. So it's, it's really thinking about what you say your goals are. Because a lot of people, 99% of people, when they come in on day one, on that top left or bottom left, excuse me, side of the board, when we're talking about goals, they're big and lofty. They're big changes that we're trying to make. And then when we look at the actions day to day, it's working 12 hours, sitting down mm-hmm. in a place that I don't like, that doesn't make me happy, that doesn't allow me to put my health first. We got to look at the actions. It's kind of what, what I'm taking away from your thing. I think so. And there might be a time in your life where it's like, for example, when I opened the gym, my training took a backseat. Mm-hmm. It went from, I'm before I opened the gym, I wanted to compete on one of the highest stages in Olympic weightlifting. To, oh, these are the keys to the gym. Uh, okay, let's just sweat, make sure we squat, make sure we pick something up off the floor, do a few presses every week, do some stretching. And that was a time where I had to, to come to terms with, I'm not going to be the athlete right now. But I found a way to make it a priority because I know the inherent benefits that it drives outside of the gym. I'm not the same when I don't do that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's been up and down too. However, I always make sure my actions line up to what I say my goals are. If my goal is to build a business, I better damn well be here 60 to 80 hours or out doing something that's that's conducive to building that. Mm -hmm. If you're telling me, which everybody does on day one, that this is important, this health thing, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm willing to invest this money where are the actions to back it up a lot of people are struggling with that and i think you've really you know as you make it sound easy but i think you've really put your foot down in other places work personal who you're surrounding yourself with and saying this is really a priority and i don't care if it means that we can't spend as much time together or if it means that work goes not on the back burner, but maybe on the middle burner mm-hmm. sometimes so that I can put myself first because I'm going to be better in those other places when I do this. I would agree completely. With that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, if you, again, to be a little bit more personal about it, I mean, if you think about, you know, whether it's being a good friend, a good coworker, a good partner, a good whatever, there's, we're, we're all, there's a finite amount of time. There's a finite amount of energy. You can't be all-encompassing on one thing without other things lacking and so that balance of you know keep you know fitness relations career your just individual alone time whatever whatever it is it's like it's like audio equipment right you're trying to find that right balance of decibel and the treble and the bass and all all those sort of things and so again going back to the original thing everyone's a little bit different right so some people are going to be a little bit higher on some and then lowers. And if you're not, honestly, if you don't, if you're not thinking about it for yourself, no one's going to, no one's going to make you do it. Right. You know, it, it's, it's really, it's really, it's rubbed to you. But the only thing that I can think of that can help, I guess, modify your outset is that culture, who you surround yourself with. Because there's been plenty of people that I've talked to, whether they were coming here and no longer are, or never coming here and no plans to is hearing their excuses and this, and I've been there plenty of times I make excuses now why I don't <laughs> come to a right. come to a class but it's checking yourself to make sure that you're not consistently doing that and I would rather someone call me out on my bullshit as to my you know BS reason as to why I didn't make it to a race or make it to a workout than 
oh, hi, yeah, me too, or, you know, like someone who's who really doesn't care. I mean, maybe it's someone who doesn't care, and fine, then I don't need to talk to you anymore. Right. You know, if you don't really care about me progressing or being encouraging. So, What someone told me once was um, there might be people that have a place in your heart, but not necessarily a place in your life week to week. And I think that's a a shift that I've seen you make in the last four years, especially where it's like, you know, I want to be around people like Joe and Shailene Mm -hmm. and Chris and Geraldine that are really making these changes. And, you know, if you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, are those people bringing your average level of happiness and fulfillment up? Mm-hmm. Or, or like you kind of said, I think what, what you were saying was, are there people who are just want to commiserate in misery? That's a good way of putting it. You know, yeah. and, and I see that a lot, especially in the health and fitness space. Of It's real easy to complain when you have that hard workout in front of you every day. Mm-hmm. Are you a person that's going to look at it and say, oh, I have to do this? Or... I have the opportunity to back squat four by eight today with a weight that I've never done. Yep. And that's the difference between the people who win and lose right there. So what you said, surrounding yourself and then your outlook. Is it an opportunity or is it something you don't have to be here? I always tell I, yeah. I tell people and they laugh. Like Yeah, no, that's true. No, but the doors are always open. I don't lock the doors during the workouts. Yep. You can go. Same thing at work. You can go. Nobody's yeah. Slavery ended a long time ago. Like, for the most part. For the most for part. For the most part, yeah. You can leave, you know? Yep. You can go make 20 instead of $40 at wherever pays $20. I don't mm-hmm. know. Some retail store. Still pay rent and still eat top ramen. So nobody's forcing you to live this, this lifestyle. Yep. When you realize that and realize you're in control is when you can really make the change. And that's what you've done in every one of those three facets. Um. But to bring it back a little more tangibly, what has been the most rewarding part of your journey? The rewarding part. That's... For me, this might sound a little bit cheesy, but is is actually seeing the... I guess it's a two-part answer. Seeing the progress mm-hmm. of, of others. I mean, seeing some of the changes of the commitment. I mean... Hell, there was Joe, shout out to, again to the robot. He's here more than me. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, like, so seeing the people just embrace what you have going on here when I really thought to myself, I was like, how is this going to work? What do you mean we're all going to be doing different workouts? So seeing outsiders really embrace and flourish, yeah. you know, take your pick whether whether i knew them before or not right. seeing the growth of people that's honestly been very rewarding. i'm sure it's rewarding for you but it's actually encouraging and rewarding for me to see the growth and i not growth we get the best word for those people and then the other thing that's been rewarding for me is just i i don't know how to describe how great i feel you know whether it's i, I still feel like i look like i used to look like yeah. but i know i feel better um, you know, I do things now that I never thought that I did. I just came back from a trip in Colorado where I was hiking every day in 9,000, 10,000 feet above sea level heights. Fine. No asthma spray, not passing out. You know, it was, that was one of the most, probably that and the race were, was so rewarding to know that I could do things that I always thought, oh, I can't do that. I have asthma. Oh, I need my asthma spray to go do something. Fix oh, versus okay. growth, right? Fix versus growth, yeah. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling at times when I when I think about it and see what we've done um, together. So, if we could break it down to a few thing themes, I think we're looking at your impact on other people. Like you said, it's, it does sound cheesy. <laughs> However, that's life, man. We're not, you could find a fitness program as good as this, better than this, I don't know, through any Instagram influencer in the world. Oh, I follow a lot of them. Right. You yeah. go pay 20 bucks and get a program. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. But I think what you said, like the impact is is really where it's at and being surrounded by people that are going to bring you up. Culture. 
Yeah, man. That, I mean, that's that's the the biggest word I think you can say. The thing that that this place has that it's not to say that it's not recreatable, right? Right. Other people can think about a culture. You can think about sports analogies, warriors and the cultures, right. and all those sort of things, right? So, culture is the is a huge driver in behavior. Incentive is an important driver of behavior, but culture more than anything probably trumps all. And that's something you can't necessarily just sign up for on a paid subscription on, on Instagram or a buy these CDs or DVDs, whatever you kids watch things nowadays and, and to, to learn new things, right? You, you have to really develop a certain culture bringing people in. I don't know if you've ever done it, but you might have even maybe turned away a client, I imagine, or someone who just would not necessarily be the right fit because for the, for the culture you're trying to create here, that's going to, to grow this as far as it can go more than any other marketing tactic, advertising, fancy logos, or, right. you know, Groupons or whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, the culture is really what's going to drive results. Right. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else to say after that. No, well. Um, man. Final words of, of wisdom for someone who signed up three days ago or even signed up three months ago and has been fluctuating in their, their efforts towards this. Um, I think for me, because again, I joined this, you know, at, a, at an interesting time period. Having those goals, that that's something for me, I know I need to, you know, you've been asking me about what's next, what's next, because for the longest time it was the race, yeah. you know, and haven't really thought too much about it but is setting up a tangible goal whether it's one month out maybe three months you know three months probably probably best six months might be a little bit much too far uh, too far far out so whether it's a i don't know you know a a race a weightlifting competition a event that's coming up maybe someone's wedding and you want to you know get into you know fitting better in your custom suit or that dress that you really you know used to fit into and like all you girls out there you know you want to get back into it whatever it is setting that goal disclosing that to you talking it through and then developing that plan to it because for for me you know I've, i've fallen off a little bit here and there due to different things that happened in life but that race was always that anchor of okay it's coming up it's coming up it's coming up you changed my training three months out to really you know focus on it and it clearly it clearly worked outside of that mother effer who cut me off and twisted my ankle because i could have had a sub nine pace but you know and and whatever it is now and for me you know for me now it's it's tangibly looking at like my body fat you know i went and did the scan i've got the baseline i'm going to be doing the next one and that's really going to be for me the next goal because i for me i'm a numbers guy i like to i need you know you know beat a certain pace in a race or a certain body fat because the pants feel great. All this feels great. But, you know, having that little tangible goal in mind, I think is helpful. Again, though, whatever it is. So for me, it's not going to be powerlifting anytime soon. Right. You know, so, but for others it is. And if you've got that goal, you know, go for it. So it's understanding yourself, right? You said a three month goal is good for you. I think so. For me, I can latch on to a one-year goal. For some people, they need the week-to-week check-in that's going to help yeah, them, right? That's like that's Alice on the last episode. She really pioneered that system that I would use for a lot of people where it's mm-hmm. a point system week over week. If you ask me to do that and if someone's coaching me, I would say, hell no, yep. that doesn't work for me. I, I, that doesn't resonate yep. with me. But for her, that's amazing. For you, having the event, whether it's a vacation a race or anything else three months out works really well so step one in roberto's takeaways you got to understand what works for you and you can only gain that understanding by trying and failing miserably (laughs) multiple 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 times there were so many times when i would see you at 24 hour fitness on the treadmill and i wanted to give you the answers Mm. but i knew it wouldn't help until one day you asked me for the answers at Redwood City when I saw you on the Stairmaster. Uh-huh. And we began to do some type of remote intermittent fasting diet, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I saw you start to come around and realize that those ways weren't working. Mm-hmm. And then 
it worked from there. But it wouldn't have worked if I told you on one of those treadmill sessions, hey, yeah. everything you're doing is wrong. It doesn't work like that. You know, <laughs> you true. have to, you got to figure it out for yourself yeah. a little bit. And as much as I believe in our coaching and our system here, it only works when you work. And I think that's the second takeaway. Work is always the variable to success. However you want to define success, it's only going to be resonated when you're in there, when you're the man in the arena, when you're the person in the trenches doing the work, right? Mm -hmm. Who's going to know best? The person who's got their hands dirty or the guy who sits in the ivory tower? It's the person on the ground floor that knows and you've been in the trenches <laughs> for a long time, my friend, yes. figuring out what blueprint is going to work for you. I think we got it now. We're going to go back and rebuild in three months. And every week we're going to keep refining it. And there are, there are phases where even I feel like I need to totally rebuild my whole training program. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get there, but you have the blueprint right here. And I'm pointing to my head. You're, <laughs> obviously, you can't see this. You're listening. You've got it, man. You, you really figured it out. And it's been a pleasure to watch and then to see you. Step three, impact others. Right. Right. So knowing yourself, working at that, and then passing that on because that's only learning for a second time. When I'm doing a podcast, it, it may sound like teaching, but I'm just relearning myself. Right. And that's why I like doing it. I like to be reminded of these lessons that I might not be as in touch with as, as most people. Um, and then there's the impact of that, like really seeing other people flourish is where it's at. Mm -hmm. It's, it's legacy. It's the thing that you'll be remembered for. You're not going to be remembered for the 475 pound deadlift. You're going to be remembered for the impact you made on people and you're doing it, man. Appreciate you creating the environment and situation to, to do it because like I said uh, earlier, I remember you being that Young, dumb, little little banker. Always dressed great. Really dumb. Oh, always dressed really, great. But we, don't, who, who, we don't have time to describe how dumb I no, was as a 20-year-old. No, but even talking about that that evolution, I mean, but yeah. I remember having conversations with you about you contemplating leaving the career that is banking that you were very successful at yeah. to go on this, this journey. And we talked about that same, you know, bunny career but you know the impact that you're having and seeing you self-reflect, think about your own balance of things, and then changing it remarkably to get where you're at. I mean, I don't got the balls to do that probably, but you know, even if I just take one percent of that type of a change in my daily life, clearly is going gonna go a long way, or has gone a long way. Thank so, you. You're welcome. Sincerely. Yeah. You got anything else? No, I'm good. I got to come back here tomorrow morning early. So yeah, You're going to be back here in about eight hours. Yeah, All right. I'll just sleep here. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Thanks man. for I having me. this is super nerve-wracking. I'm glad you did this because I know people are going to have a ton of takeaways from the lessons you've learned. I hope so. And, don't, and best be sure I'm going to be sharing this with everyone that I know. I already know. So there we go. Appreciate it, man. Thank <laughs> All right. You. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening again. Um, like he said, please share this with a friend. If you found any value, um, that's your opportunity to make an impact on their health and their life. Thanks again.